Yes, it's that time, gang. Time for a brand new episode of your favorite podcast. Maybe top five. Definitely top ten. Maybe this is your first listen, and if it is, welcome. It's terribly funny time, gang. Uh, hi, I'm your buddy, your pal, your host, Steve Bazalone, and this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. Today we have a, a very funny, charming, lovely man. It's Zach Knighton. What can I tell you about Zach? Well, I met him uh, uh, first. I first met him years and years ago when I was working on a little show called Happy Endings. Um, he's very talented. He's uh, he's really just, it, it just seems like he's in a great place in life. He rides motorcycles. He's got boats. He's uh, he's heading to, to uh, uh, Hawaii pretty shortly to be in the reboot of Magnum P.I., it just seems like things are going his way, and I couldn't be happy for him because he's, uh, he's just a hell of a guy. Uh, you've also seen him in things like um, Weird Loners, Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, you've seen him in one of my favorite shows, Parenthood. Uh, he's just an all-around menchy guy, and today we're going to talk about some unmenchy things like breakups. You know, breakups, y'all. Uh, specifically divorce. The tire fire that is divorce. Uh, and what it's like to go through that. What it's like to realize that, ah, oh, man, I could have been better. And uh, what it's like to try to learn, to try to be better. Um, hard stuff, but fun stuff. Uh, we're going get to that, get to that in just a second. But before we do, it's time to eat your vegetables. It's time, time to have your vitamins. Uh, let me say this. Gang, do you like the show? If you do, go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Give us a comment. We love those things. Those help us. Uh, also, go check us out on Instagram. It's Terribly Funny Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. See what we're tweeting about. It's Terribly Underscore Funny. And uh, if you have any opinions, any feelings, you have any feedback, you want to say that you love Zach, drop us a line. I genuinely love to hear from you. It's terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And that's it. I'm done with that part. I'm done with hawking my wares. Now let's get to what you came for. And that's the uh, person that is much more charming than me. And that's Zach Knighton. Everybody, brand new episode coming at you. Yeah, it's very low quality. Sure like, that's it. <laughs> no, I like. Have you heard it? It doesn't sound great, but it sounds fine enough. Yeah, fucking nobody gets running shit. If somebody is, is is worried about the sound on a podcast, you're a fucking asshole. Hey, I like that. What do you got for me? What do you want? What do I want? Uh, I don't know, man. Whatever, whatever you got in the tank. God. What do you feel like chatting about? That's not uh, not uh, uh, too close to the bone. The wor- Doesn't that, have to be too deep. Yeah, like like the worst, like like give me some framework here. The some worst framework. thing that's happened to oh, me. It doesn't have to be the worst thing. As I said, like uh, Matt Bush just talked about some some <laughs> wiener ailments. Yeah, and uh, I've had other people have done similar things. So people talk about losing sisters mm. and, and parents. And yeah. People talk about illness. And people talk just about losing a dog. And yeah, people just talk about like you career know, disappointments I, and being broke. Yeah. Well, geez, I have I gamut. have those. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? I mean, I guess, God, I don't know. I, I mean, know. we both, we are both, uh, I'm going to say we're relatively young men. Yes. Who are divorced. Yeah. I didn't expect that to be my game by the time I was 32. Yeah, the and divorce, yet. the divorce thing was probably, uh, it's still that fresh too. It's still fresh. We just actually officially got divorced oh, like three months ago. God, that's Not that crazy. the wound is fresh, but no, just the, but like, I'm still breathing out of, of this, you know, yeah, it takes for especially when you had a child and like property. Yes. Like I was lucky enough, no kids, no property. So yeah. it was like filed it and then just took six months and it was gone. Yeah, well you know, I was at the 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 height of my career at the time mm-hmm. when I had the split. So Oof. it sort of was like a lot of different you know, my ex and I are we're doing great now, but, That's but great. back then we were we were uh we were kinda like 
good drinking buddies, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, God, I was in my 20s and just sort of uh, crazy. I was living here in Venice. Yeah. When we met. You were living, we were, on, you were living on the boat, weren't you? I, well, I lived on the boat several times when we were splitting up. And, sure. and a lot of times when I was shooting the show, I yeah. was on the boat. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I didn't know, like, what any of that shit really was, or, you know, or something. And, and um, she and I had this great sort of drinking buddy thing, and we were really good friends. But there always felt to be a sort of a, a separation with the industry. So if I had right. to do events and she always kind of thought it was all bullshit and yeah. you know and, Which, and to some extent it is it is <laughs> but it's also like well I like it's, this it's, and it's yeah. also my career it's what I have to do or I can't not go to my premiere of my show yeah. I'm sorry no and, and also I'm pr- I worked hard on it yeah yeah exactly so you know it just felt she's, she's a gr- really great painter and so that was sort of the crack the beginning cracks right. of things and then I was on the show and you know, we were working hard, yeah. long, long hours, yeah, and it was it was uh, a lot of times good times too. So mm-hmm. it was party times. It was hard to go home. Yeah, that was a good time, crew. It was a good time for everybody. Yeah, and um, a lot of cigs, mm-hmm. a lot of whiskey and cigs, yeah. and other things. And um, yeah, I I definitely did. I was like very sick at the time, and I still like I think threw down yeah. more on that show than any other show. Yeah. Because it was like nobody also, most of the room we were also was young. young. Everybody was young. Yeah. Everybody's so the same age. Nobody had any place to go. Mm-mm. Nobody had any place to be, really. No. So that I'm sure she didn't like, you know, and we went through, we, we got, well, first we got pregnant and, right. and then, and I sort of had this like crisis of conscience or something, you know, conscience or something of like, I don't know. I, I thought to be a good father, I had to be a husband. I had sure. to marry her. And I just, some, some like deeply kind of knew that it wasn't, I didn't really want to marry her. Right. And, and that's not saying that she's not an amazing person or would make sure. an amazing wife for anybody. It's just, it wasn't right for me. And, um, it's all, it's all like intangibles, man. Yeah. It's all like weird chemistry and nobody's the same. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just didn't like, you know, it's, it's like, she didn't get my jokes. That goes a long that's way. That's a big thing, that right? Long, that's like the things in the time that I've been in the time that I was single uh, for like three years, where I kind of just really threw down because I never thought I was gonna be single yeah. again. I was, you know, very sad after a split and divorce, uh, and it was probably like self-medicating, yeah, more than I should have been, yeah, in terms of just going out. But it was also like exciting because I was like, oh. I never thought I was going to see new boobs again. Yeah. I get to see new boobs. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. But in that period when I did like a lot of kind of ultimately vapid, empty stuff, even right. with lovely people. Yeah. But like things I know weren't going anywhere and that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. But I like I defined in that period like I want somebody who uh, I can really laugh with, makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Attraction, obviously. And somebody I just believe in. Yeah. And you need to have like, I think, but laugh is like such a key thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and it's true, you know, it's like, she didn't get my fucking jokes, and, and, and you know, we just feel like you want to feel like a person's got your back or something, and I, which is partnership, man. Yeah, it was weird. It was like a strange kind of dynamic between us, and things, you know, started to fall apart, and I'd be at the show working, and we did long hours because nobody could shut the fuck up, and nobody would stop improvising uh-huh. at the end of a take. Uh-huh. Every t- every take. Mm-hmm. I love them, but... Sometimes I just wanted to be like, home, man. Please shut the fuck up so we can all go home. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, uh, you know, we'd have these long hours, and we were all such great friends that we were partying together and 
Pally and I were always getting into trouble and he was kind of in the same boat where he was about to have his kid. Um, you know, so I just, I found myself like not wanting to go home at some point. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah. I'd go home. I'd be like, I'd sit in my hot tub for about an hour. I'd go jerk off or something. Mm -hmm. I'd just be like anything but get to go and get into bed. Yeah. Even if it was four or five o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, that, of course, leads to more substance abuse and whatever else and drinking and partying. and Well, it's just it's just like all filling a void, right? Yeah. And it's like just a way to distract from yeah. the real problem. Yeah. And um, anyway, so the kind of whole thing actually came to a head at Alicia Cuthbert's wedding, which is so sure. crazy. Uh-huh. We went to the wedding. And at this point, I guess the show hadn't been canceled yet, but we thought we were coming back. We, everybody thought we were coming back. Yeah, every year was like teetered, but then still kept. That was like the year where it was like, well, this is definitely coming Yeah, back. season three, we were like, wow, yeah. we made it season three, we're good. We're gonna syndicate, baby. Um, anyway, so we went to the wedding, and the wedding was amazing. We had a good time, we got hammered. And uh, she, you know, I can't even remember how the thing started, but oh, I was at the wedding and I was leaving for Austin. Mm-hmm. The next, well, we were gonna do the wedding weekend, and then I was gonna fly straight to um, Austin to shoot a film and she right. was going to go We and this was also the first time that we'd been um, out without the kid right in like a year that make, that's a year big, and a half that makes a big difference big difference so it was the first time we didn't have some distraction we didn't right. have this little you were just with each other we were just with each other and that was like it all kind of came to a head yeah. and that was a big blowout that night in the hotel, and it was terrible. And also, like you're also drunk, so it's like your yeah. guard is down. You're not being as rational. You're not being yeah. as like. And diplomatic. I was being a fucking dick. Yeah, I'm sure I was terrible. I I I can't even really think back on it because I know I was an asshole. I probably blocked it out, but we had this big blowout, and I went to Austin the next day, and you know that night we were screaming at each other, or it's over, and all this stuff. But we had this little kid. Yeah. And so I went to Austin, <clears throat> started making this movie, and then the show gets canceled when I was out there. At least you're working while that happens. That yeah, lessens yeah. the blow a little bit. Yeah, but I'm doing a movie. I'm getting paid like a hundred bucks a day. It was like for fun. Yeah, you do these when you're doing a TV show. You have yeah, you can you can afford to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, and also probably for the most part, now that you're on a television show, you're not really getting. The you're not doing the next Marvel movie, you know. What I yes, mean? and you're also like not getting to like use different muscles, really. Yeah, exactly. Like you got to do a bunch of fun shit on that show, but it was like, yeah, you know, there's a strike zone. Yes, exactly. It's not like you're a, a switch hitter there. Yeah. So anyway, I start doing this movie, and um, and uh, we're essentially me and the the ex are pretty much have we're not talking about how we're gonna split or do right. all that stuff, but it's just in the air. I can yeah. feel it. I'm just like, holy fuck, this is like. This is crazy. This is a new chapter for me. The show is done. What's next? I can't go back to my life the way yeah. it is. Were you freaking out, or was there a, like a certain sense of relief, or was it just dread at that point? It was too. There was but, relief. Yeah. There was relief. I had been sort of dreading for years in my marriage. Yeah. And you know, I kind of equate it to like somebody is the same sort of feeling when you're married to someone you're not in love with. I guess is like if you're. Uh, sh- a homosexual and you're in a straight relationship sure. I can, which I can, you know you understand that. Yeah. And, and so it's just sort of like a quiet there's nothing wrong with that person no it's just your thing and, and so there was a relief also I was kind of like I loved happy endings but I was sort of excited about what the next thing was sure. going to be because you're to the point now like okay I've done this I'm yeah. starting to atrophy a little bit I didn't think I was going to be losing out on a ton of money I thought I'd be right into something else yeah <clears throat> and um 
Yeah, so then I was in Texas, and then I, st- I, I had an opportunity to do another movie in Austin right when the other mm-hmm. thing ended. And I remember she came to Texas with our kid, and I was just like, holy shit, this is... This is the end. Right. Like this is we have to stay end. here in this hotel room together, but it's just it's over. Yeah. And um, anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, I I sort of we ended and and I sort of became a free man and kind of unabashedly was gonna go crazy. You know, sure. I was thinking. Yeah, whatever. I'm not sleeping with a bunch of people, but I was like, I'm gonna go nuts. Mm-hmm. And then I, of course, just happened to jump right back into another another relationship, which was the best thing for me because I was in love, you know? Right. I like, can't believe that I actually fell in love with somebody, um, that, it re- that it was real. Well, that's also so interesting because I feel like in any sort of breakup, yeah. it's always tumultuous. At least it is for me. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's always sort of, it's always tumultuous, uh, even if you feel confident yeah. in it but it's because you're always kind of like a little bit of self doubt of course like, am I is this right should yeah. I do things better yeah. could I could I work harder whatever the fuck yeah. but like the fact that you're like validated immediately and like with somebody else like oh I made the right decision yeah it was crazy I mean people thought I was insane yeah and just to get back into another thing yeah just to get right back into another thing it was I wasn't divorced yet right things were I hadn't even been home I'd been yeah. doing these movies I that this girl I fell in love with this girl in, in Austin and like we hadn't even talked about the divorce shit yet right. and it was just was every it was so fucking muddy and you know so it essentially just kind of like it, ha- it, it that was the impetus for the clean break. Like right. that was the impetus. I ba- I had to come home and say, "I'm in love. This is yeah. the deal. It's officially over." And was that met with a lot of anger and ire. Or was it like, okay, no, you know, we had been talking about it for so long that I think the fact that there was somebody else involved without us being fully signed, sealed, delivered, whatever you want to call right. it, I'm sure caused a lot of anger for her. And, you know, for me, I'm just sort of like, I'm not, I'm going to like rip the bandaid off, you know, when I realized the shit was going down and, and and that's what we did, you know, was kind of get, get it right to that. But, uh, you know, it's fucking tough. You're trying to figure out, I didn't have a show either. Yeah. So I'm like, just have the savings that I had from the show. I knew I was going to be killed in the divorce with the money. Um, and basically like kind of right off the bat I came home and said hey I'm in love with somebody else like we gotta stop this do you want this house you know she was like are you kidding me I don't I don't want to ever be in this house again you know and so it was a lot of kind of I I gave her half the dough I had at the Mm -hmm. time and I was just like let's just figure it out I'll help you get a place and and I've tried to be the the best ex-husband I can be right has that been does that feel good? Is it sense of sense of obligation? Has it been easier than you anticipated? Well, I mean, I sort of viewed the whole thing like I was a real piece of shit, and to be, even marry her in the first place, right. I wasn't honest with her or myself, and like I shouldn't have fucking done it. Did she feel the same way? Do you think? Did she like? Well, I think she was of- just as concerned. I think she was upset that I just we had so many great times you know and she was like none of that fucking yeah none of that was real none of that and it's real but it's not the same yeah it's not that's the thing and it was really kind of hard to explain that to somebody and i'm sure the rejection is horrible and sure 
you know, I, and, and anyway, so I, I sort of have always felt a responsibility to, to get her going again. And, yeah. And, you know, she did. She, she's a sous chef at a really, like, amazing restaurant now. That's great. She's killing it. Um, and, uh, you know, and my daughter was really young when it when it happened. She was yeah. only two. Yeah. So it was kind of a good time. So they, they come up with that. Yeah, because I think I've often said, like, I think the, I was... 11 or so yeah. when my parents split yeah and I have friends who were like in their teens or their early 20s right and in many ways I think it's a lot easier as long as it's dealt with like you know respect and there's not just a ton of poison yeah I think it's easier when a kid's younger yeah you're so malleable it's like the same way like you break a bone when you're five it right. like heals in like a month you, right. I break a bone now like fuck what, yeah. how long does that take yeah um, but like I, yeah friends of mine who, who have parents go through divorce later because the difference is is like you're a peer now. Yeah. You're a child, but you're also like, you're of an age where I don't have to protect you, so I can right. just, I can drag you through this with me. Right. You have to be like a confidant as opposed to like, I'm just going to shield you and deal with this on my own. Yeah. So it's like all the more difficult to see these like fallible people. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure that was such, so much of the motivation too to really just cut it off because I just wanted to figure out what my life was going to be as soon as I could yeah. and deal with my child and, and try to find the language to discuss it all with her and uh, as quickly as possible right. you know um, so it's been a whole lot of it, it's been it, we just officially got divorced like four Jesus, or five months ago that's nuts know. just because of all the like it, it, red tape and shit well the red tape and you, we own pro, you know I bought the house when we were married right I was trying to save the house uh, which I did is a long hard road but you know I didn't want to I didn't want to lose the house, give, have us both have a bunch of money from this home and then blow through all that. Yeah. <clears throat> the last three years of my career, I've done pilots that haven't gone. So yeah. you got to make that last. You got to make that fucking money last. Yeah. So it's funny, dude. My, my whole existence sort of became my property in Topanga and <clears throat> I wasn't shooting a show. I, I, you know, I, I would shoot one week a year on a TV show and maybe do a couple movies or guest sure. spots or arcs on things, but Enough to get by, but I had so much time on my hands. It's nuts. That thing make, it drives you crazy. Some people are very good at that. But yeah. Like, I like structure even when I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to need to be in an office, but I like structure. Yeah. Me too. And yeah. I think, um, you know, I sort of turned that energy into, well, first and foremost, parenting, you know, right. parenting my kid. It's been so great these last three, four years of not being on a regular a series. Yeah. I've been around so much for yeah. my kid. I've got her most of the time, and yeah. I'm, you know, she goes to school around the corner from the house, but I've also been building my property to be this right. kind of rental Shangri-La paradise, oh, just to, to save it, you know, yeah. I just, I sort of was going through that dark period of divorcing, losing all the, everything I'd ever worked for, and trying to be a good dad, and also, if, if I was never going to work again... Mm-hmm. God damn it! I was going to save that house and right. at least have that house be something I can give to my kids. Was that like a big point of pride, or was it like I just want to save something from this period? I mean, it wasn't. It was. It's more about the giving my daughter something. It's right. more about like if she decides she wants to go to UCLA, and I'm not around anymore. I'm off traveling. She can run that property, have rental income right. coming, have a have a have a life, you know, and be taken care of. Um, and that's just really important to me because that's she's you know she's all I have she's my yeah, kid yeah uh, so so yeah I, I've been just you know I, I learned like carpentry and construction when I was a kid right and in college part of my acting degree was to, to learn sure. stagecraft yeah 
yeah, basic that carpentry. Was smart to do that. Like I always weaseled my way out of it. Yeah. I found a way to like let me do other things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking sew or pick up a hammer. Well, I did all I did all that, <clears throat> and I love the, the building stuff. And then, you know, when I lived in New York, I was like building shit. I was cutting holes in the roof right. and putting skylights in my lofts and stuff like that, That's and nuts. having fun and and side jobs when I was doing theater in New York with like building sets and things yeah. like that. And then when I got this property, I had like couple cabins that were sort of decrepit and falling apart apart from the main house so sort of while I was on the show I was like rebuilding the main house Mm -hmm. and doing shit like that and then I've just been going through the divorce I've been moving I've been like going to the shittiest house on my property living in that fixing it up making it nice and then renting it to someone and then moving to the shittiest and I just finished everything it's like so how big's the property it's like two acres. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, In two LA. acres. Yeah, two acres, four houses. Jesus. It's rad. It's like, and I pulled this vintage, uh, tra- I bought this old uh, Airstream from the uh-huh. 50s yeah. that was just covered in graffiti and just re- destroyed. I got it for nothing in um, Washington State. And I uh, uh, brought it down and uh, pulled it on my property and uh-huh. like put it on a foundation built one of my cabins around the trailer that's fucking rad that's where I'm living now so I've actually rent, rented out the, thir- the three houses on my property and I'm living in the smallest house on my property and it's so funny it's like now I've got this new show that got picked up and and now I get to I think I could be back in the main house but I kind of like have yeah. I purged all my shit through yeah, the divorce. That's, that's all my really blame. cleansing, right? It is. It feels great. And like now I'm in the smallest place. It's kind of the perfect setup for this mm-hmm. new Magnum PI thing, you know, to like go over there and just keep my little right. crash you know, pad no in upkeep. LA. You can just come in and just oh, like yeah. an easy place to. No, my buddy lives in the bottom house. I give him a great deal. He keeps an eye on the place. It's 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 perfect. That's dope. So so you know you're getting me now for this podcast at the uh-huh. end of this crazy journey. Things of, are turning up. I mean, yeah, I, things never, are never, I don't think things were terrible. I'm sure there was periods where, like, this fucking sucks. I don't know if I'm going to work again. Yeah. I don't know if I... I mean, you always... I guess you had, like, the silver lining. Like, well, I have this love in my life now. Yeah. And this is the thing that was lacking. Yes. But, yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with my relationship with my ex, with my daughter, with my career. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of unknown variables, man. Was that just, like, constant anxiety? I had a lot of problems with sleep. I had yeah. a lot of problems with just financial anxiety. I was mm-hmm. constantly worried about... Because, you know, you make a big chunk and then you're, you're working all year, yeah. watching it go down and down and down and you're just going, oh, fuck, I got to get a pilot again yeah. or I got to do this or am I going to have to start, get, am I going to have, am I going to be the fucking guy who's, people know from something who you see behind the bar? Like, oh yeah. my God, is that going to be the next phase or what's yeah. happening? And um, that's part of why I did the house too, is just like, I don't ever want to have to worry. I just yeah. want to be able to take whatever job I can get or want to get and just do that but you know I kind of equate it like this last five years it's like it's like when you when you go to the gym like when I go to the gym I don't necessarily want to start working out you know I get in there and I'm like fuck I gotta gotta run five miles or I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do whatever and you start and you're just like oh my god this is such a fucking nightmare you know how long you have Uh to go and that happens to me every single fucking time I go to the gym. But every time I get, I finish that run or do whatever, I feel so great. It's such yeah. a reward, you know? That's sort of how I felt going into this divorce. Right. It's like, this is the beginning of a very long, very grueling run or, yeah. or whatever. Yes, you know? like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Uh-huh. But also, there's this kind of a dark part of me that's sort of 
like wanted that to like be a part of my life. I just almost not that I sought someone out to marry and divorce, but just I was just kind of like game to get it on. I was just like, all right, well, fuck it, let's just see what this is like. And well, I I kind of I get that though. Like I feel like um, there's like a lot of the like the the a lot of the hard shitty things that have happened to me. Like I kind of wear like a merit badge a little yeah. bit. Like I feel like so much of that is like your illness and yeah. everything, and illness and like death and like divorce and yeah. all that shit is like shit that like sucked at the time, but now like I'm very proud of it. Like yeah. it's like it. They're kind of like. Like literally, I have all these scars from my my surgery. Yeah, and for like the first like year and a half or something, like I was very like kind of embarrassed by them. Right. And now they're like such a point of pride. It's like, yeah. look at this motherfucker. I I made it through this. I made it through this, and I still have all this other shit. Yeah. It's like I'm the strongest man alive. Mm-hmm. Not true at all, but like it feels like this is a point of pride. Like I yeah. made it through this shit, and I'm still here. Yeah. And I'm still doing okay. Yeah. I'm still like you know. Keeps you lean and mean too, yeah. pal. Looking Which is, good. Yeah, exactly. But you know, if you want a secret diet, don't have a colon. No, uh-huh. I'm not going to put on a ton of LBs. But I think it, that's like I understand that. Like it feels like this is, this fucking sucks. But this like. I don't know, it's like almost a little bit like uh, when you, I don't know, uh, when you're learning something new and you can just like, or you're reading something, you can like feel your brain like expand. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can feel myself growing almost. Yeah. Like I know that this is going to be shit that like, yeah, it's, it's like reading Infinite me. Jest. Yeah. You're just like, this a fucking book. Uh-huh. But God damn it, I know I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, doing learn, something I'm learning some my stuff. Brain. I mean, I know there's like, why does there have to be such a fucking index? Mm-hmm. Why is there like cliff notes on cliff notes here? Yeah. I mean, I don't uh-huh. want to disrespect the dead, but Jesus, man, <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Infinite is right. Um, do you feel like that all that shit made you a... Because you said you were, like, self-admittedly, like, a dick before you had a kid. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that experience, like, made you, like, a better communicator? And on top of just having a kid, like, a softer, kind of more reasonable person? You know, uh, yes. I, I think that um, kind of a big problem I've always had and it, this is going to sound so stupid, but I'm like a people pleaser, right? Sure. So I I'll get stupid. Yeah, I feel I'll, the same way, man. It's so weird. I, I've had such a struggle my whole life to, to say no mm-hmm. or to just be like, no, you know what? I've got something going on. I've like always constantly overbooked myself in the past. Yeah. Constantly would just say yes to everything. Yeah. Constantly. I used to feel so bad when I wouldn't make it to a birthday. Nobody yeah. fucking cares. There's yeah. like 300 people there. I'd be yeah. like, ah, I feel so guilty. And it's just so stupid. Me too. Yeah. And and uh, and I think that's partially how I got into this fucking mess in the first place. Right. And so you know, I I I've certainly the things that, that have come out from it are, and it's so strange that I went through all that struggle and now I've got this new, you know, show and I'm like, finally settled and divorced and I finally again. engaged yeah. again. I'm like in love with this woman and and. Uh, I think it's because I needed this sort of thing to grow and actually just kind of finish becoming who I am because now I, I'm not like afraid to say no to somebody. Right. I'm certainly more direct about my feelings. I guess that goes under the communication sure. bar. You know, it's like I'm certainly a better communicator now. And, uh, and also I know how to like love this person in my mm-hmm. life better than I could have loved her if I hadn't gone through right, this. Right. I mean, I certainly... I think I was always so stubborn in relationships before, and if it wasn't my way, I was completely out of there, no yeah. matter who it was. Yeah. It could be 
whatever your biggest fantasy movie star and yeah. I'd be fucking out of there if, yeah. if there was just one thing I didn't like and that's horrible it was like so one-sided all my relationships well, I think that's just like an important fast to learn just like you need compromise yeah you like, need compromise yeah. I mean that's what my ex said to me that kind of shook me a little and made me you know she she taught me a lesson when we were going through the divorce and everything she was like I was really sick of breathing your fucking air oh and I was just like oh that's really interesting you're so right yeah. like I just made it all about me and that's really terrible and no wonder I'm not in love with you because I was never I didn't allow myself to. I didn't allow myself yeah. to even get to know you yeah so you know that kind of shook me in a, in a good way where but you that's know, like a very enlightening and like tough uh, glance to take mm -hmm. that's a very I mean that's I guess that, this what this shit does when you're like so vulnerable you yeah. have no choice but to like accept things yeah yeah it really was and, and you know I'm glad she said that to me it, it certainly helped but you know we're past all that now now I'm hanging out with my buddy Steve having fucking yeah. lunch On the, in the marina. at the yacht club. Yeah, there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of beautiful people. Not yeah, now, but a minute ago paddleboarding. Yeah, we've got some babes out here. It's not terrible, man. Do you think? Um, I feel like uh, going through all my shit. The one thing was like, uh, not always because I'm still like to a degree like a people pleaser and like you know there is like a of a uh, a seed of fear in a lot of things. So you want to hold on to the things yeah. you have. But I do feel like going through all that shit is like, you always plan for like the rainy day or you're afraid of it. Right. And like, I had the fucking rainy days. Mm -hmm. I had all that shit and I'm still here. So yeah. it's like, it does feel like a little bit like, okay, I have to remind myself sometimes, like even if I'm like a stressful situation, yeah, I've been through worse, it's gonna be fine. It'll be fine, life is long. Yeah. And like, uh, it might suck for a while, but it'll be fine, I'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a little bit of calm that comes with that. You just Definitely, like oh my God, I've gotten so zen. I've gotten so zen. I, yeah. the, the, the anxiety that I was going through about money or about my relationship or my divorce or whatever, I, I, it, it's, first of all, it's amazing how quickly it goes away when you realize you're gonna make a bunch of money or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like the financial thing about. was the thing that really worried me, but um, but no, it's, it is sort of like, even just in general, I was surfing this morning I, uh, up in Malibu and a bunch of fucking assholes out in the water and mm -hmm. everybody's being chippy and everybody's like dropping in on other people and there's like mean mugging going on and I'm just so zen. I'm yeah. just like, man, fuck, I'm okay, sitting here, it's Tuesday morning, I'm in the water, Wednesday morning. Yeah. I'm in the water. That's amazing. Like, I don't even know what day it is. I don't, I don't even care. know what day it this is. It's fucking great. That's what some guy What is there to be mad about? Yeah, what is there to be mad about? Some guy tried to get chip, chippy with me the other day, and I said that to him. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like way too happy to engage with you. I go, I'm way too happy right yeah. now to engage with you, man. It's Monday, and I'm surfing. It's Monday morning. I'm not at work. Yeah. I'm in the water. Neither are you. This is the Why are you fighting? dream. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I think it like kind of disarmed him. Yeah. <laughs> it really disarmed him. Well, I think that is like if you like greet people with like when they're antagonists and you greet them with kindness, they're either going to double down and be angrier or they're yeah. just going to be like, uh, uh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He kind of felt right. that okay. way. And now that, you know, I also think when you get, you know, to our age, my mm -hmm. age, that it's just I'm too fucking old. I'm almost 40. I'm too yeah. old. Isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah, weird to say? it's so weird. It's bizarre. Yeah, I just turned 37 a month ago or three weeks ago. And it's fine. I think everybody feels like I felt this way like every year. Like it feels different. But like just that 36 was like, you know, you felt older. Yeah. Even though like, I feel the same shit. I still feel like I'm 27 in my mind. Yeah. That's where like my, my, my metric stops. Right. Um, 
but like 37 just sounds like that's so close to the thing uh-huh. and not that that matters like I feel like I'm doing okay and I'm yeah. a- a- advancing and shit but yeah but 37 I remember 37 because I was in the shit when I was turning 37 I was like I was like in the middle of all this and yeah <clears throat> I remember it well I'm kind of like all right 30s was tough 30s was fun but 30s 30s were tough and I'm ready you know this new chapter it's like just thinking if Magnum goes whatever they go the CBS shows go for 10 years now yeah. if that if we were so lucky to go for 10 years I'm like I'm gonna be 50 years old when I'm done to sing that's that's what's bizarre yeah but the idea of me spending my 40s in Hawaii that sounds pretty okay and honestly if this thing does go 10 years mm-hmm. you'll never see me again yeah that's it yeah like I've made my mark that's it I'm perfectly fine that I did not win an academy award mm-hmm. I'm fine with... I mean, maybe I'll still be in the Emmy race if they want to, like, kind of bring it back to the 80s, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just, like, I'm fine with all that. I seriously want to have a, my boat and yeah. my little house in Topanga, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't yeah. think I need anything else besides that. Yeah, it is... Uh, it feels like you've really carved out a pretty chill... I have of existence. I it have. Like you did your you did your work to get there. I did, and I and I'm like kind of. I feel like I'm constantly um, aiming for retirement. You know, that it's weird how like again, not we're not old by yeah. any means, but we're yeah. not young anymore. So it's no. like amazing. Like now, I see my dad like uh, just like you know trying to get to that place. Yeah, just, I just want to like make sure that like if I'm if I'm 65 and I want to still be hustling. Right. Yeah. But if I'm, I don't want to be 65 and have to be less like Exactly. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, I certainly, you know, Hollywood's not my favorite place. Mm-hmm. And I love California. I love the, I love the, the, the place, but the attitude and the environment, and obviously things are changing for the better around here, but um, it's not necessarily, I don't want to be going into, if I, if I am 50 years old and I still got to go take a meeting for a TV job, yeah. Yeah. then it's not worth it to me. Yeah. I'm just, if I have enough dough, I, I don't, I'm not going to stick around. And, and I also, you know, I just, not to be offensive, but I think there's other interesting shit out there. Oh, and I know. You're a hundred <laughs> think that it's better to not have your head so far up your own ass. Like, this is everything. Yeah. Like, there's I, a ton of interesting I, shit. And I, I like, mean, turn a blind eye to it all the time. You know, you get it, caught up in this shit. You get caught up in it. You know, mm-hmm. if I could, I don't know. I just feel like I've been so selfish my whole life pursuing this career that it'd be great to get to a point where I could sort of retire from it and do have a second career and yeah. something philanthropic or just something. I, I would like to do a little, you know, not that we what we do isn't good. I, I firmly believe like happy endings brought joy to so many people. Oh, man. I mean, think about it. People just love that show or any yeah and just let me get there's i think there's a lot to be said for like making people laugh i mean like even just a small sliver of sunshine in somebody's day or life yeah it's just like that's pretty cool it's pretty it's not it's not you know building uh uh, orphanages no in 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 venezuela but it is it's it's bringing like a little joy to the world maybe a selfish capacity but it feels nice it is i mean when people say when people approach me about uh liking my work i they're always so tentative to approach me. I'm so sorry to bother you, and I'm like, no, are man. you fucking kidding me? It's I love so this shit. exciting to to find to meet somebody that I that that you think I'm funny. Like yeah. that's so rad. Thank yeah. you for watching, or thanks for doing. I always kind of I, I was always confused about that. I feel like people should know that that's pretty exciting. For yeah, me. it's great. You're a fan of me, so am great. I. Yeah, yeah, me you too. Like thanks a great, so you seem much. Great. <laughs> um, do you have any sort of? Uh, 
advice for anybody who finds themselves in, you know, in the cliche, not cliche, because it happens to, what, 50%, but, like, the unexpected, like, fuck, how am I divorced guy? How am I divorced woman? How does this happen? What is, like, advice in terms of, like, getting through that? Yeah. Approaching that? Coming out the other side? I mean, I get, I, geez, I, I don't know. I, I could only speak what works for me, which was, um, I always tried to respect my ex and respect her journey with what we were going through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna cost a shitload of money. It's gonna cost a shitload of time. It's gonna cause a lot of grief, but it's, it's kind of like if you are playing the long game or something and you understand that and you don't let those short-term things kill you, right. then you're gonna get through it. I mean, it's, that's just sort of what happened with us. And, you know, the, the, the way I look at it is this woman gave me the most beautiful child. Sure. And, and no matter what, she's the mother of my child. Mm -hmm. So I gotta treat her with respect and we gotta try to have some kind of balance and and I feel like we found it. I just think anybody going through that, you got to remember that. You know, those, right. even if you don't have a child, that person chose to spend their life with you. And yeah. if you're the guy or the gal that's like in, you know, instigating this thing, then you got to respect that. That they, right. you shock them. You know, and so it's painful. But you just, I don't know. People just got to be nice to each other when when it's happening. It's just yeah. not fucking worth it. So you just try to lean with kindness and try mm -hmm. to give people whatever they your partner yeah you know, they're not your partner anymore what whatever they need yeah. to be responsible but I, I think that's also like a thing that i have in the past struggled with is like uh, i am like a people pleaser yeah. to a degree and also i'm better with conflict now but don't love it so yeah like you've it's hard to navigate that shit it is if you don't like conflict it's like us space for yourself yeah yeah it's really, really difficult, but you know, it also, that's why you, I grew, I think I grew from this thing is that you're forced. Mm -hmm. You are forced to sit in the room with that person and get through it. Yeah. And there's just no way out. <laughs> you're dealing with property or child or whatever. There's, there's no way out. So, you know, for me that having, it's so easy to run. It was so easy to run in the past right. and there's nowhere to run when you, when you're going through this. So it was great great for me it was a great experience yeah well I also think it's like one of those things where like uh, if you don't have a choice like you can uh, you can make it more difficult for yourself yeah. or you can like you know what is there's like studies if like if you're unhappy not talking like clinically depressed or whatever chemical imbalance but if you're in a bad mood if you like force yourself to smile or try to be positive like it almost manifests that yeah so like if you're in a okay this is a shitty situation I can make it shittier yeah or I can try to make it better. Or I can tell the dude in the water, hey man, I, I got, I'm yeah. too happy. Yeah. I'm too happy to have this conflict with you, pal. Yeah, man. Let's smoke a joint and have a beer. Yeah. Or not. Whatever, man. A <laughs> no, surfer while you're saying something really, really, <laughs> really shocking. There. Yeah. Um, well, that was very rad, man. Thank you. Cool. I appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Thanks, this bud. is uh, my favorite location for podcasts thus far. You know what? You let me know. You want to do more here? We'll, we'll get. I'll get you set up. This is a dream. It's a goddamn dream. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. You, only you. I see evidence. Come on, how about that guy? That guy's great, right? And there, there you go. You got another episode for the books. Mark it. Uh, thanks so much, Zach. I really enjoyed... Uh, that was one of my favorite places that I've ever potted. Is that what you say? You pod it? When you podcast somewhere, you pod there? Anyways, doesn't matter, but it was an old... Uh, <laughs> an old, uh, 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 weird, old-school uh, yacht club. That's the word, Steve. Yacht club. 
uh, just having a little whiskey midday as uh, you know a bunch of boats go by. It was lovely. Thanks so much for all the time, Zach. I appreciate it. You're wonderful. You can also check him out on Twitter. It's at Zach Knighton. That's at Z-A-C-H-K Knighton. As in Knighton is in K-N-I-G-H-T-U-N. It's a weird way of saying that. Anyways, check him out on Twitter. He's great. Um, thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Also, thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes that I am incapable of doing. Thank you to Julia Pot and Kingdom Flying Club for art and music. And thank you, uh, the biggest thank you, per usual, goes to you guys. Uh, thanks for coming along with me on this weird little journey and being a delicate little flower. Uh, I love you guys. You're wonderful. Have a great week.